So, hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Mind Yourself podcast. Obviously, we are well aware we are currently going through a period of global uncertainty and concern. And the unprecedented measures of self-isolation and social distancing for the next few months may have you worried and lead to anxiety. But that's okay. These feelings are normal. And we plan to do our best here at Motus to help you guys through it. So, as we all know, with schools being closed, we cannot run our workshops, but we are upping the content on our social channels and on this podcast to help you maintain positive mental health while being stuck at home and also give you some welcome respite from the challenges this isolation brings. So first off, we want to thank Neve Connolly from The Mind Gym for her appearance on last week's episode. If you haven't already, check it out. She has some great tips on the cognitive behavioral therapy process and also give her a follow as she's posting some great content at the minute to help manage your stress levels at this time. So today, it will be myself and Christy back again, and we will be discussing our WOW Challenge, which is based on the five ways of well-being and is something easy to maintain that will go a long way in developing positive habits to help you maintain a healthy mind and body throughout this COVID-19 epidemic. We hope you enjoy. It's a luxury to pursue what makes you happy. It's a moral obligation to pursue what you find meaningful. And that doesn't mean it's easy. It might require sacrifice. When perfectionism is driving, shame is always riding shotgun. Spread the word on mental health so when other people are in this position in the future, they know where to go and they know what to do because there's a blueprint. I think everybody's stuck in the same cycle of looking at how we need to throw money, more money at mental illness and the problem will go away but it's the incorrect way to look at it. So you have an entire generation growing up with lower self-esteem than previous generations, right? Through no fault of their own. Through no fault of their own. Understanding how our mind works, how our emotions work, can help us understand how to get more satisfaction in life. This week, um, we're going to be talking a little bit around well-being because we understand that obviously your mental health is important, but it's really important to look at your overall health and how to live well. So we'll be talking a little bit about that. We'll be talking about the five ways of well-being kind of in high level detail, which is a process and a number of steps to help you have an overall healthy life. And we will also be looking at our new challenge that we have coming out called the WOW Challenge. Yeah, perfect. Um, and for the teachers listening in um, who are linking this to the resources, this will be specifically step four um, in our workshop. But uh, this one's going to be a little bit different because what we're kind of going to do here, it's going to be a lot shorter. Um, and the reason why is we're kind of just going to explain the WOW Challenge and give a brief overview of the five ways of well-being because we have loads of guests um guests on this uh guests, <laughs> guests on on this um on this topic of well-being you know so we have a for example we have a dietitian we have a sleep physiologist we have people involved in fitness we have people involved in hiking we have a professor talking about the importance of routine so this is just going to be a brief introduction into the topic and then after that there's going to be two um guests Guest interviews. And then why, why can't I? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then what we'll do is me and Christy will go into a more detailed discussion on a later podcast in a few weeks um, regarding the five um, ways of well-being and in detail what each of those steps are. Exactly, yeah. Um, so I suppose how we start this is um, 
the WoW Challenge. Yeah, uh, do you want to explain a little bit about what the WoW Challenge is, first of all? So basically, the WoW Challenge is based on the five ways of well-being. The five ways of well-being are something that are massively promoted in the UK um, based on research that argues that if we can maintain these five ways of well-being, then we'll have good mental health. Those five ways, of course, being um, being active, taking notice, staying connected, um, being grateful and giving and learning. I always think they're very hard to remember. Oh. I always forget one. Um, and basically, yeah, if you can do each of these every day and, and people know this generally, like I mean, it, yeah. And I think but it just kind of before we kind of get too detail on what these kind of uh, when we're talking about well-being like wh- what do we mean for people just kind That's of like wh- what do we talk about because well-being is that word that people always hear about oh well-being is these wellness, wellness events what does it what does it all mean yeah um, basically what well-being is it's basically how we feel I think that's the best way of describing it and what people don't account for is this is your physical and your mental health it's both of them um, but what I also want to emphasize is while this is really, really important, like you can't have good mental health if you don't live well, for example, but it doesn't mean that living well will make your mental health fantastic. And that's a really, really important point to emphasize all the thought patterns, all the thought patterns and how we think look, that we spoke about in the past few you need to account for that as well as living well because you often see these celebrities um, promoting the and influencers promoting yeah. this idea. If you if you eat this way, then yeah. you'll have good mental health. Or if you exercise, everything will be fantastic. And it's just not that. So simple. what we're acknowledging is obviously in a lot of the stuff we do, we focus on the emotions, how to understand your emotions and deal with your mental health from a more kind of psychological perspective but what we're acknowledging is and what the five ways of well-being and well-being means in general is to be healthy both mentally spiritually physically it's a holistic approach and there's a lot of parts that play a part and it's not just what we've spoken about where it's just acknowledging your emotions and things that to deal with your mental health there's a lot of other activities you can do that help build that holistic kind of well-being yeah and it's important to emphasize then the mental health is not something you can tick like like oh me- good mental health done. that's done you know it's something you need to live every day and yeah. you need to practice it every it's day it's like it's like anything it's like i mean you don't go to the gym work out get to a certain physical level and go I've done that. I'm now healthy. I don't ever have to go again. Exactly. It's yeah. a constant maintenance. Yeah. But people need to realize they might not notice the short term reward straight away for doing these things. But it's just being in a general good mood. Yeah. Is, is it's the, the process benefit. is the positive. The result is always going to be you're trying to get to and you're always trying to get better. And there's always room for improvement. Yeah. Yeah, there, basically, there, there's no result. That's the thing. Like, it's just living The action better. of doing these things just helps you have live a better, more positive life. Yeah. Now, from the mental perspective, normally in step four in the workshops, what we talk about is this aspect of emotional hygiene. But we're going to hold that off on that for a while because we're just going to focus on this wow challenge. Okay. Um, so let's maybe explain to the guys what we mean by the wow challenge. Okay. Well, firstly, wow stands for ways, ways of, of well-being. well-being. Yeah. Um, so basically what we're promoting that uh, if you can actively do uh, each way of well-being every day for 30 days, y- it's essentially I don't like using this phrase, but it's essentially a mental health diet um, yeah. whereby like because when people hear diet, they think it's restriction immediately. But it's just basically a way to live is kind yeah. of what I'm saying. Um now, for each one, basically, what happens? So the be active part, and this is something we're going to talk about in more detail. But with the be active part, everybody assumes exercise straight away, but it's not just exercise. You can't be active unless unless you eat well 
and as well unless you sleep well. And that's what people ignore sometimes, both yeah. of them. Um, now, as soon as we mention diet... There's loads of new diets, new fads, new trends on how to kind of get better but and have a regular life. Essentially, like, and this is something... Um, I won't um, ruin it, but basically it's something we discussed with the dietitian Paul and me that we'll be having on. But um, like diet, diets don't work. Like especially there's this thing at the moment known as nutritionism where people are over-focusing on specific nutrients. And basically like if I don't eat this nutrient, then I'll, um, I'll feel better and I'll lose weight. But essentially it's not about that. It's about the general diet. Um, and that's really, really important. But, um, and I'll give you an example. There was research done, um, basically, Christopher Gardner in, um, in Yale basically got loads and loads of people and looked at a, high, a, a low-carb diet and a low-fat diet, basically. So thousands of people in each group, and they found there was no difference. Both, lo- both lost weight and both put them back on then. Wow. So it was irrelevant, which is just a prime example that diets don't work. Now... The, be- the benefit of uh, the WOW challenge is that we're not recommending that you eat less of anything. And this might this is what might attract people. But basically, all we're advising, and this is based on, as I mentioned, Paula Mee's advice, who's a dietitian, registered dietitian, is eat the Mediterranean diet. Now, we're going to talk about this in more detail in the uh, guest podcast, but also we'll be talking about it in more detail in the, s- in the next um, step four yeah. um, talk we'll be doing. But uh, the Mediterranean diet, essentially, most people do know what it is. It's basically just loads of fruit and vegetables. And it doesn't mean you can't eat bread. You can eat bread. It doesn't mean you can't drink. You can drink wine. Um, But the main thing is lots of fish, lots of fruit, lots of veg, and a small bit of meat and lots of eggs. It's not cutting out anything. It's just basically eating uh, non-processed food, essentially. Um, Which isn't that difficult, really. I mean, I think... And exactly, and I mean the Mediterranean diet. We've we've obviously kind of had our own little discussions around this kind of off the podcast. But I mean, I think I think the biggest thing is that it's difficult. It's knowledge is the biggest thing, and for people to understand and access to what it is, it's because it's scary. It's kind of like, oh, am I going to have to go about and buy completely new stuff and stuff like this? And I think people have to realize that a lot of this stuff is not hard. It's as you said, it's just not processed foods. It's lots of a good balanced mix of fruit and veg and meat. There's no restrictions on dairy and meat and things like that. We're not saying that. It's like it's a balanced diet using fresh ingredients that you can buy in any supermarket at any time, really. Yeah, um, yeah, and this is something we, because the, the common response then is people can't afford it, but this is something we talk about with Paul and me. So tune into that. But that's the nutrition part anyway. Then there's the sleep part, which is going to involve a list of sleep tips, which you can find on our website and our blog, basically. Which I'm trying to take advantage of myself. <laughs> that have been advised by um, Breach Letty, who is a sleep physiologist in uh, the Insomnia Clinic in Ireland. Um, and I just add to that because I did just as part of you kind of recommended it, it'd be very good for people to check her out on YouTube. She has a very good lecture. Yeah, um, with aware. With aware, I can't remember if you just look up Breach Lady into YouTube, it's one of the first things that pop up. It's a really, really good, it's about 25 minutes or so, but it's really, really good where she talks in detail a little bit about sleep. It's quite good, yeah. Um, and then the third aspect of be active then is the exercise aspect. And again, people will be happy to know that we're not telling you to do hours and hours of exercise yeah. every day. Basically, what we all were recommending, and this is based on the um, advice of um, Emma Bowden, who is a qualified um, 
personal trainer is you just need to do 10 minutes of regu- rigorous exercise a day along with trying to be as active as possible, basically. And what that means is essentially walking rather than taking a lift or taking the stairs rather than taking an escalator. Just yeah. small things. But I mean, I think people have to realise, I mean, we're mentioning, um, yeah, 10 minutes of rigorous exercise a day. That's it. It's very small because a lot of this research comes from looking at different people's lifestyles and working out what is a really healthy way for people to live. And this comes from people who... Like, this 10 minutes rigor rigorous exercise is just because in our day-to-day lives, it's often hard, we're busy to actually get in exercise. But this is tracked back to people um, and lifestyles of people who might not do exercise at all, but probably spend a lot of their time outdoors, are walking everywhere, are probably from communities um, where they don't have the same kind of infrastructure, like cars and things like that. So they walk everywhere, maybe out in the fields, they're working more maybe agriculture-based jobs. So the point is... The secret to actual exercising stuff this is not expecting people to be ramming it out in the gym two hours every single day. It's just adding and trying to incorporate more exercise into your day to day. And exercise is literally just moving more. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter what type of exercise either nope. research has shown. Um, so that's to be active. It's the Mediterranean diet. It's exercising uh, 10 minutes rigorous and then just being more active. And then it's the sleep tips, which will which will be on our blog. Um, now that's to be active and each other one only has one point. The second thing then is stay connected and everybody knows this. It's important to stay connected. Social support is the best indication of how to have good mental health out of all of them. So, um, all we ask is you connect properly with one person, um, once a week, uh, once a day. And that's, it can be a family member. It can be a best friend. It can be somebody you haven't reached out to in a long time, or it could be even a stranger, just starting a conversation with somebody and getting that proper connection with them at least once a day. Yeah. Um, and what you can do is you can keep track of this and it might encourage you basically to reach out to that person. Maybe you haven't spoken in, in a while and you yeah. should, should reach out. Um, after the stay connected, then is to take notice. And this is the one that most people don't understand. We're going to talk about it later. But basically what take notice is, is taking notice of the present rather than focusing on always focusing on the future or thinking about the past. And all we need for that is our senses. And we're not going to go massively into that. But of course, this is attached to the massive explosion, which is mindfulness meditation. Mm -hmm. My biggest recommendation for this is um headspace or calm the two apps that will kind of help you concentrate on it everyone's definitely seen ads for those on yes 100 percent. yeah um and if that if meditation is not your thing i'm not th- we're not telling you you have to your alternative could be maybe just actually tasting something when you're eating it or maybe actually like rather than listening to earphones going everywhere actually paying attention to sounds around you when you're walking down the street mm. actually observing things looking around and being aware of your surroundings and then also being more aware of touch and more aware of smell. I nearly forgot the five <laughs> senses there. Um, and that's number three. Then number four is learn this straightforward. Learn something new every day. Um, it could be learn. It could be trying a new musical instrument. It could be learning a new language. It could be researching. It could be reading a book. Anything. Um, and record it. And then the final thing then is gratitude. And for some reason, this as well seems to have such a powerful effect, even though I kind of hate it because it's very airy-fairy, but it's a gratitude journal. It's just basically recording. Yeah, the way of tracking it is airy-fairy. The yeah. concept of gratitude and giving, which yeah. kind of come together, Yeah. Oh, sorry, um, is it's easy, and most people know about it, but uh, yeah, I do think, yeah, the gratitude, what do we say, the... 
gratitude counter, gratitude journal. Yeah, so just when you wake up in the morning or before you're going to bed, just if you can record three things you're grateful for each day. They've this has been uh, heavily researched, uh, particularly in um, Pennsylvania. Martin Sligman, it's a big thing for positive psychology. But consistently, they find people who record or who are more grateful have better mental health. I don't know why it is, but it has a big, big impact. Um, it's a, it is something that gets preached quite a lot by people. So yeah, it must have some grounds of. So just summarizing again, these are straightforward and these are simple things. None of these activities will take longer than five minutes, basically. Uh, so one more time, be active, sleep better, eat better, and exercise. Next thing, connection. Connect with at least one person a day. Third thing, take notice, meditate for at least five minutes a day, um, or at least take notice in some different way. Fourth thing, learn, learn something new every day. And five is be grateful for what you have. And that is the wow challenge. And it would be great if we could get more people doing it. Yeah. Uh, I did it. I am doing it myself currently. And it was a bit difficult starting. But once you get started, it's not. Um, and it, it's good. Like, like I, I'm going to show we're going to show basically and other people are doing it, show you the impact because it does have an impact on your physical health as well. Yeah. Um, like I did lose weight. Um, but more importantly, it's the mental health aspect. You feel better. Uh, particularly the taking notice thing I can't I know people are it's very easy for me to preach at this stage but my level of focus is just fantastic mm. since regularly meditating like but I think it's I think people underestimate that you know I mean none of these things are instant results I mean you're not going to see it instantly or feel it instantly but over time the process of doing it helps you feel better it's like anything you go to the gym you don't go two or three times and suddenly you're into a bodybuilder. Like these yeah. things take time. But I think what we see is that people, as long as you feel better, people underestimate the physical benefits and health benefits of just feeling better mentally yeah. and how much that can actually help both your physical health as well. I mean, you can be really good and eating well, but if you feel miserable and are really stressed... There's lots of signs around how that can negatively affect you physically. So but if you're feeling good, you're you're able to handle things better as well. Yeah. So that's that's the difference. Um, and yeah, like you said, like it's going to take time. But the other thing too is it's it's little things you start noticing. Like um, going back to the taking notice thing. One thing particularly that I only noticed yesterday was. I have absolutely no need to take out my phone anymore. Well, that's what you said yesterday was about um, taking out your phone, which I thought was interesting. And that, that's fantastic. Like, I'm, I'm really, really well, happy by that. Well, obviously, the focus thing and the not yeah. taking out your phone were the two things you said were the most striking. Be, be, because everybody unconsciously takes out their phone. Everyone, like I, yeah. as, as soon as they're alone, the first thing that you'll do, like if you're in a waiting room, you won't even think about it. The first thing you'll do is you'll take out your phone. You it's go not to the toilet, in a restaurant, leave your friends. Yeah. What do you do? The first thing you do is you take out your phone. Yeah. And that's mindlessness. Like You can't uh, sit in a cubicle in a toilet for all of a minute because you're afraid you'll miss out on something on exactly. your phone. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's essentially it. Yeah, exactly. That's about it. Um, so this week we have um, a second podcast to release. It'll come out tomorrow, just given the urgency and the current um, situation that we're all in. 
This will be an interview with Dr. Ethna Hunt, and she is an occupational therapist, therapy professor from University College Cork, and she specializes in adolescent health and routine. So she'll be able to connect the dots between sleep and emotional well-being and help you kind of give advice around how to develop better habits and, more importantly, that routine, which I think is really important given the circumstances at the moment. It's a really good listen. She'll talk about holidays and how to kind of build a routine when you're on your holidays, which I think is kind of really suitable for the time we're at where we're stuck at home and not able to get out. And then next week we will have an interview with uh, dietitian Paula Mee, and she will be talking all about the connection between mental health and nutrition and specifically touching on... um, the Mediterranean diet and how beneficial that can be for our overall health and well-being. Christy? And again, this is wonderful. Um, there are obviously a lot of nutritionists and dietitians around, but Paula Mee is a particular expert um, looking at the relationship between food and mental health, which has become very, very popular and a very hot topic in the moment in psychology because essentially there has been found to be um, neurotransmitters in your stomach. So there's a direct relationship between your brain and what you eat. Um, so this is really, really interesting and really, really helpful. And again, as I said, it's no food restriction. It's just changing how you eat, basically, which I think is very, very helpful to people like myself who love food. Yeah, <laughs> food's important, but if you know the healthy ways of actually consuming it, I think it can be beneficial. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we have the... What we'll do is we'll have the two interviews from uh, the two ladies coming up um, over the next couple of weeks and then me and Christy will be back to talk a little bit more in detail around those five ways of well-being and just more in-depth as to what each of those areas are. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Um, so that's all for today. Uh, thanks for listening as usual, guys. And um, mind yourself. Remember, mind yourself. We're getting there. We're getting, We're getting there. there.